0: A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously.
1: Without taking ourselves so seriously.
0: You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. Yeah. I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, a guy that's there to preach the gospel and administer minister the sacraments. But once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and, and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins that's why jesus
1: instituted the church and i think that's the point see when a pastor considers this option of hmm maybe i'll substitute these parts of the liturgy the, the question before him should not be will it win more people over the question before them should be would this deliver christ in a better way than it already does and the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, it would just imagine the next radical that shall
0: be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more what, radical. What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? <laughs> if you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of
1: Jesus. <laughs> it's like the train derailment that you can't not look. This is Table Talk Radio. You can't not listen, right? Oh, I should probably unmute right. Pastor Wolf. How <laughs> could you can't not? It always helps if hey, I bring you into hilarious the show. Joke. <laughs> Isn't it funny how your Barely. greatest hilarity is when you're in executive
0: session? Why is that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's bad. It's, it's just it's a horrible accident in the cosmos. <laughs> I think so. Hey, do you use Vistaprint, by the way? Yeah, I do. I'm going to... I'm designing... How about this for an idea? You know how I've been doing these man-on-the-street interviews? And I want to have some sort of thing. So I, the idea is to do a a, a... a. What is the thing where you send a... Po- oh, yeah, a postcard with a picture of Kronach's Law and Gospel on it. So that I can hand that to people and use it to, whoop, explain Law and Gospel. Just like this. Blam. What do you think about that idea? Um... I'll I'll send you proofs of how it looks uh probably about halfway through the show.
1: <laughs> you told me about uh these projects and I don't know. I, I I'm not sure the people on the street are going to uh be captivated by a chronic piece, but I'm not sure. You'll have to let me know how it goes.
0: Uh we'll have to try it out. No 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 harm in trying, I say.
1: Ah uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Well, in today's edition of Table Talk Radio, we're going to try and uh, tackle some of the uh, bumper stickers and church sign voicemails that have been stored up in our invoice system. Uh, Let me take a look at this guy. Uh, Let's see, where are we at here? Um, We have (laughs) 15 voicemails going all the way back to... Uh, June that we need to get to, so we're going to try and tackle some of these today. So if you have called in in the last century, uh, you might get to hear your vo- your voicemail today. If you have uh, church signs or bumper stickers, call them in at one. Why don't you give us that number, Pastor
0: Wolfmeyer? One uh, eight hundred chronoc. That's one eight hundred You You used How's to be so close, and now
1: it's just departed the other way. Uh, 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-SOLA. But first, we need to do some buzzwords, Pastor Wolfmiller.
0: Yeah, my buzzword for you is Agnus Dei. That's a Latin phrase. Agnus means lamb, and Dei means of God. So, Agnus Dei means lamb of God. It is. It comes from the, the double sermon of St. John the Baptist when he sees Jesus by the Jordan River, and he says... Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Uh, And that's just probably one of the most beautiful preachings of the gospel in, in the whole of the scriptures. Here's Jesus who, like the scapegoat of old Israel, bears all the sins and carries it um, for us in our place, and suffers. So uh, So the church sings, O Christ, the Lamb of God, that taketh away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. It's a combination of the, the Sermon of John and the curiae right after the words of institution, uh, and other times in the liturgy as well. So Agnus Dei uh, is your buzzword.
1: All right, my theological buzz phrase for you is growth in doctrine. Uh, this is the belief that uh, God is continuing to reveal and develop new doctrines uh today now the the chief of of this is found in uh, the the cult um known as latter day saints uh so that uh, the the entire standing i i recently made a a trip to utah by the way so i i know all these things about uh the latter day saints that i didn't know before uh, but the whole thing stands on this claim that uh joseph smith was given a revelation uh, by God through Moroni via the Golden Plates. And this is then a further revelation than what God has given us in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, as they call the Book of Mormon another testament of Jesus Christ. So that that uh, uh, it's not that the Old and New Testament is sufficient, that that is what God has revealed, and that's what all we need uh, for all eternity, but that God comes along again and says, uh, here's some more stuff you need to know. But it's not just the Mormons who do this. It's the uh, Roman Catholics who have continuing revelation through the papacy. It's your neighbor down the street who says, God spoke to me thusly. These are all uh, examples of growth in doctrine. And instead, we want to say, if God wants me to know it, then point, point to it in the Bible. That's how I'll know God wants me to know it
0: that's a, our doctrine of the sufficiency of the scriptures. So Indeed, go, which is uh, not your you buzzword. Know. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I was thinking about changing it.
1: <laughs> all right, so uh before we get to the voicemails of bump stickers and church signs, we hit, hit a couple emails. Pastor,
0: you have an email for us? Uh potentially. Oh yeah, here's the bill Nye line bill lie. Hmm. <laughs> bill Nye logical fallacy. This is from Mark who says if Bill Nye is a science guy based on his BS in mechanical engineering, then I, too, am a science guy based on my BS in mechanical engineering, since I have the same education of thermodynamics, kinematics, mechanics of material, etc., etc., from an accredited university. So I, too, hold the same ground as Bill Nye to say mechanical engineers literally don't know what we're talking about when it comes to human life.
1: Ah, all right.
0: <laughs> Mark the Norma Normata norm. Oh, there you go. Here, and then he has this mediocre adjective. See Buffalo Bills or Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Poor oh. Buffalo Bills. Poor. <laughs> I know <laughs> that comparison is just an insult. We yeah. must have been talking about Bill Nye at some point in the past. We did remember this, so that um,
1: so that Bill Nye made this video or released a video, at least. Um, that was critiquing the position that life uh, exists from the moment of conception. And his reasoning is that uh, um, that these kinds of like miscarriages happen regularly, so therefore it's not human life. And we pointed out the logical mm-hmm. fallacies therein, that just because these things happen doesn't mean that it is not human life. So it'd be like saying because infants sometimes die therefore infants are not alive which isn't logical at all
0: or well, what about this because people sometimes die people Pe- aren't really ever alive people are not people <laughs> because people die then murder is not murder right
1: yeah that would be the line of thinking according to bill Nye. so uh we I, hmm. we we pointed out his insufficiency in uh in in being a trained uh what uh, expert in science when it comes to human life, and uh, and we point out, look, his, his area of expertise is in mechanical engineering, so we have another mechanical engineer who, te- who tells sets the record straight for us that their training is not in when life
0: begins. You know, there's this thing about the, the, that people think that uh, this reductionist move, this mechanicalistic move that started probably 150, I don't know, 200 years ago and and you start to see all this art and even kind of scientific art where it's it's draws pictures of the human body but it uses machine parts to explain them and and the idea is uh, behind it is that the human is is pure um what pu- pure a uh, machine that there's nothing else to us that y- when you get down to it if you could look at this uh, uh, close enough at all the stuff that we are that biology simply breaks down into mechanics, but that 's proven over and over not to be the case uh that there 's something more going on, even just with what we can measure than pure mechanics but we we you know the scriptures teach us, and probably common sense teaches us that the, that 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 life is not reducible uh to machine parts so i 'm going to concur with this statement, what was it mechanical engineers know nothing about human life. Ah.
1: I'll get another email. I'll read this one. It says, Hello, I'm writing in response to comments uh, on your most recent show in regards to Facebook. If there there were only six listeners, as you have said, then at least 14% of us are not on social media. I don't know of any of their listeners, so I can't speak for them. I'm avoiding it because of a deep suspicion that... For anything to become so popular so fast, it must appeal to some aspect of our sinful nature. Eventually, philosophers and theologians will define this aspect and, and society will move past it as the latest pop culture fad or not. Anyway, I'm enjoying holding out the and, and intend to do so until the federal government mandates it or else the only remaining source on earth to hear Lutheran teaching and preaching. On the other hand, I have little kids and a less than healthy wife most of the time i barely have time to go to the bathroom be, uh, maybe if i was actually looking for something to fill time it might be a different story thanks for listening john and lincoln and i want to uh, congratulate uh, k n n a in lincoln nebraska starting the new radio station a, a effort from good shepherd lutheran church there in lincoln so listen on k n n a in lincoln we'll be right back you're listening to table talk radio I was talk radio the games are just an excuse
0: i'm reading luther's sermons from the house postal every week you can find it at www.hope-aurora.org click on the luther sermon podcast
1: You're listening to Table Talk Radio, and we are your bumper sticker theologian interpreters, the the bumper sticker whisperers, or something, and in uh, your church signs. You can call those in to one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. And uh, Pastor, what's what's the goal of
0: this game? <laughs> uh, I don't, oh, oh, I do remember. We did have a guy idea, and the idea is that theology is is everywhere. It's in the air we breathe. It's in the Coconut milk that we drink—it's everywhere. Every everywhere theology, and, and the Kool Aid that you drink—it's <laughs> on the bumpers <laughs> that we follow. Uh, so, so that we, the assumption here is mm, that that every bumper sticker is a worldview. Now, even though I don't, I no longer believe in worldviews. Still, we haven't figured out a different word for it, so we got to use it. That it's an articulation of a practical philosophy and that we can look at the bumper sticker and we can ask what is the thinking that goes on behind that bumper sticker and that's a, just a good exercise for discernment for us and and um, and also good for the people who are driving around looking at bumper stickers and you ask your kids why would someone put that on their car what are they trying to say what are they trying to communicate what is that what does that come from in the deep down recesses of their heart? You know, uh, it, it, it's a lot of times the bumper stickers are funny. You know, my other car is a broomstick. <laughs> but what would inspire someone to put something like that on their bumper? So that's what that's what's going on.
1: Uh, I haven't. I don't think I've heard you uh, talk about this anti worldview thing, but maybe that's another another topic.
0: Yeah, it's mostly because this is the idea, I think, that whenever we say worldview, we're we're kind of. We're inadvertently embracing a kind of post modernity that says that that um, that things are going to be different based upon. You, you're, it it opens up the possibility for there being different perspectives on reality. So so as been well. The, the, the Flammy and I have been talking about this quite a bit because because the worldview came along. The word worldview came along late, and it and it kind of accompanied this philosophy that you can get that. That there's different understandings of the world, and 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 we said, oh, how did the church used to talk before it used the language of worldview? And the answer is, well, they used to just say truth. Th- this is true, and everything else is an error. But
1: but to say that there's different perspectives on reality isn't isn't to say that there's different realities.
0: Well, I know, but this the the language of worldview came along right at the different time that where the thing that mattered was your perspective of reality. Um, not necessarily what reality was itself. So it's probably a prioritization thing. Hmm. At some point, I'll be able to articulate my objections to worldview.
1: I look forward to that. All right, uh, here's the first one. <laughs>
0: sign. Hey, kings of mediocrity, this is Jeff from
1: Houston. you like this one on Lighthouse Baptist Church. It says,
0: God makes me the person my dog thinks I already am. <laughs> God makes me the person my dog thinks I already am. Have fun. Thanks. Bye.
1: Wow. I guess that depends on who your dog thinks you are. <laughs> you know that. I don't know about that. Yeah. God um, makes but but th- but okay, so so okay, so I I'll play to that. I got yep. I have two dogs, one yeah. by one by choice <laughs> and
0: uh <laughs> one by what? Adoption. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a package deal. Sage the witchcraft dog. <laughs> It's the one, the sage the hippie dog. What's it? yeah, it's like Sage, sage and sage then Sage the Hippie the other Dog one? and then Roxy. Basil?
1: Roxy is um is the dog that that was like a condition of getting married. Um is like uh is like will you marry me yes if we can have if we can keep Roxy. I mean that's kinda that uh, maybe not exactly how it went, but that is implied. And you're like, oh great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Roxy is an Australian shepherd, and she growls at things. So, like, uh, you know, uh, shepherd dogs, you know, when, when things are in movement, they want to, like, hurt them and put them into order. And so I'll throw the ball for my dog, and then Roxy just, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's so annoying. Anyway, um, but, but you know, you come home, and, and your dog is all happy, you know, thinks that you're the greatest person in the world. You know, no matter what you did, I'm happy that you're here and I suppose that's what's trying to say, you know, who my dog thinks. My dog thinks I'm, like, the greatest person in the world, okay? Now, to say, then, that God makes me who my dog thinks that I am is that God makes me the greatest person in the world. <laughs> what do you think of that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there, there is a sense that the Lord—now, I mean, when we talk about even the language of making, we got to be very, very careful. Yes. Grateful. But what the Lord does is he makes us, what? He makes us alive. He—, he, he declares us to be righteous and holy um but there the the sinful nature remains um yeah i don't know this whole thing is so i so i I think that here would be the idea right so i'm just a a schmuck but my dog still likes me everyone else thinks i'm a schmuck but but my dog and then god comes along and he takes this fool and turns me into a likable kind of guy you know i'd say it's it's we probably got a say that the gospel's a little bit more than that.
1: Right. The the point that you're making this distinction between making uh and declaring is that if uh if if what God does in this life is make me righteous, that is to say I once was a poor sinner but now I'm righteous, um and then I I ever sin ever again, it would seem to deny that I'm not actually righteous. But, if God declares me righteous, that is in this legal term, um while what I see with my eyes might be that I'm a sinner, God's declaration is what really matters, just like the 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 verdict announced by the judge is what matters um and so even though I am guilty of sins, uh I don't pay for those sins because Christ has paid for them paid them for me, and I'm rendered then uh not guilty not because i've reformed my life or or my life is is uh is showing forth righteous deeds but because god said it and that's the difference right
0: right that's yeah. exactly right and his word i mean it his word determines what is true and real yeah all right so i'm not sure about
1: that church sign but here's another voicemail
0: Hi, uh, my name is Stanley. I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I just want to let y'all know that I really appreciate the show. I love listening to it while I'm delivering sandwiches at Jimmy John's. I was just listening to episode 153, and at the very end, uh, Pastor Wolfmiller said you might be a pietist if you have, uh, if you don't have a Facebook. And so after what is taking this? the advice to Pastor Gigline for a while and deleting my Facebook, I decided to avoid being accused uh, as being a pietist I uh, uh reactivating wow. my Facebook account. Thank Whoa. you for all that y'all do. You're
1: welcome. Yeah. yeah I, you betcha now I, I usually pull those out. That wasn't a bumper sticker or a
0: shirt sign, so I apologize.
1: But that what I, a,
0: f- I feel what? guilty about that actually. <laughs> you do? I mean I'm sitting here looking at Facebook saying, I just gotta quit this stupid nonsense except for then I hear your voice laughing in the background. It's like, <laughs> Oh, I gotta stick it out you know. <laughs>
1: Whatever. You it, have, it's like you it's have like never to...
0: you have never contemplated
1: closing Facebook. I have. Well, I mean, have. What, what, I would, have. Your, it's what like, would your it's... 15 fans do?
0: It's like going to the it's like having an all you can eat candy bar. You're like, wow, this is great. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, you think I should stop. This, this is no, going to, this never. is never in a bad direction. No, you've never. I'll... That's never crossed your mind. It has crossed my mind. You're, it was crossing my mind this it, morning.
1: And then what overcomes that thought is, how can I get more followers? <laughs> yeah. so no, what overcomes it is you sitting there saying, What, <laughs> what Facebook <laughs> is is a bunch of furors. It's like, I need more followers. It's like, everyone can be their own furor. <laughs> That's right. I'm a
0: Facebook leader. <laughs> I've given up trying to have as many fans as, who is the guy, Kirk Cameron? Yeah. Now I'm just shooting for having as many as Fisk. <laughs> That's a more realistic goal not, not really, <laughs> not really
1: maybe uh, maybe there ought to be a little contest between Fisk and Kurt Cameron,
0: yeah, that's better, all right, here's another one here's a bumper sticker for you. Ours is not a better way. ours is merely another way. It's also one that says all one and a bumper sticker that says esther. Ours is not a better way. It's
1: a. How did that go? Ours is not a better way. Just another way. Hmm. So this is saying that and we're we're sec- we're not exclusively one? right about things. We just have an alternative view.
0: Yeah, we're really good at being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? I, wonder I mean, with that.
1: Look, it's just amazing. Jesus says, and I don't know what kind of church this was on. I don't think that was said, but uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And then someone would come along and say, hey, we're not, we're not the better
0: way. We're just another way. Mm. Mm. You know, I was thinking about this, uh, the, that, um, that, that unbelief makes the gospel sound like the law. So you hear that word, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And we hear it and we say, oh, God, be praised. That we, there is a way to the Father. Hmm. That there's a way to come to life. That there is a, that there is, that Jesus is the, you know, the truth and and the door. And That we sinners who should be damned in hell have have this glorious um, salvation brought to us by Christ. And it's just the greatest thing. But unbelief makes that same word, which is, which is so beautiful and fantastic, and it turns it into into a, a law, condemnation. How could Jesus say He is the way? Maybe a way, not the way. That's so exclusive and rude. Yeah. So so you
1: you call the delinquent members of your church, and you're like, hey, just want to invite you uh, to service, and you're like, uh, well, the reason I'm not coming is because this that. I was just inviting you to the service. It wasn't an act of condemnation. It was just, you're invited. Yep. We'll be right back.
0: This is Dr. Carl Fakencher professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Table Talk Radio is my favorite illustration for the fall of man. The Daily Bible Meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com where 3 chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. Patadim from Karnatakao I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from where did you go? Where did you come from Karnatakao? Patadim Karnatakao I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from?
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're doing uh, voicemails of our uh, callers for bumper sticker and church sign theology, and whatever other voicemails I failed to filter out. Uh, we talked about one before the break. That is ours is not a better way, just another way. But he had another one out of his bumper sticker or church sign. I think it was a bumper sticker. It said "All
0: One." What do you think of that one? Uh, that is what uh, that "All One" is what I read on my Doctor Brahmer's. Castile soap. Do you get Dr. Brommer's? We should do a, uh, a soap theology. I'm going to look it up here. Do you know, you, have, you have any idea what I'm talking about? Nope. Hmm. Okay, Dr. Bronner. it's apparently, is some hippie guy in California. I think he died. and But he used to make this Castile soap, which was great, and I had to use the Castile soap for when we'd go to Australia you the only soap you had to use biodegradable soap so i'd get the castile and bring it over there and on the label he has all sorts of crazy stuff i'll, I'll put the image up there I, I i'm sure all of our listeners are going to know exactly what i'm talking about when i'm talking about dr Brahmer. and he i'll i'm just going to read you some of it here as soon as i can get a picture of it that's big enough i got to zoom in here Absolute cleanliness is godliness. Teach the moral A B C, which unites mankind free instantly, and six billion strong. we're all one. Listen, children, eternal Father, eternally one
1: okay uh, so you don't you don't know about this so, no, 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 this is new to me um, man so so Jesus would talk about unity.
0: Which is Dr. Bronner? I'm sure this is Dr. Bronner, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> All
1: right, Dr. Bronner on a bumper hey, Dr.
0: Bronner. Dr. How why, why can't I open this bigger? Dr. Bronner talks about Jesus. uh here. This is so kooky, by the way. uh Rabbi Jesus taught by no carpenter Jesus taught by Rabbi Hillel. That's on here somewhere. Now you can imagine me, you know, in the outback of Australia. Uh, No, I can't, actually, but go ahead. uh, Showering under the eucalyptus trees, reading Dr. Bronner's Magic Soap, 18-in-1, Peppermint, Pure Castile. Dr. Bronner's Magic Soap, all one, it says here. Warning, keep (laughs) out of eyes, wash out with water, don't drink soap, dilute, dilute, or wet skin well. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. You don't know about
1: this, this says, Oh man. This says soap, keep out of eyes. <laughs> well, this is new to me. Uh, but uh so what what's he mean by all one?
0: Well, I'm trying to get so I can read you some more of this thing. The moral ABCs of Dr. Bronner. At some point I'm gonna get here. Uh so I can actually uh read it so it's big enough instead of this picture on the internet. Um got a peppermint here. What Uh, But I don't know. It's it's a complete rambling uh, of kind of a little bit of a crazy guy. Uh, But here it says, Dr. Brawner's essential vision and philosophy were born out of the tragic fate of his parents and extended family who were murdered in the Holocaust. He believed emphatically that we are all children of the same divine source and that we must realize we are all one Uh. or we will otherwise destroy ourselves. His all one philosophy is based on the insights of the prophets and spiritual giants of the world's various faith traditions. Dr. Bronner was also grounded in a powerful ecological consciousness, and our soaps, oh this must be his website, uh, are an extension of this simple, natural and one hundred percent environmentally friendly ideal. Emmanuel Bronner wrote his own peace plan with three thousand plus words typeset in all directions on his labels to communicate his all one vision that unites humanity here on Spaceship Earth. So,
1: so he he would sell soap, and then on like the label would have like the Moral Plan of Peace. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I'm gonna start doing uh, that. I'm gonna start selling <laughs> like shampoo. So you're in the shower, and you're looking the at the ca- bottle,
0: like the Catechism on there. Instructions: <laughs> Repeat this. You shall have no other gods. (laughs) Rents. What does this mean? (laughs) Repeat. (laughs) First, okay, here's the first one. First, if I'm not me, who am I? Nobody. Second, yet if I'm only for me, what am I? Nothing. Third, if not now, when? Once more, unless constructive, selfish, I work hard, perfecting first me, absolute nothing can help me. Fourth, only hard work, God's law, can save us. But if we teach only our clan, we're all hated then. So we must teach friend and enemy, the whole human race, the full truth, hard work, free speech, press and profit sharing, moral ABC, all one God faith, lightning like six billion strong for we're all one or none. All one God faith as teach the African shepherd astronomer Abraham and Israel for six thousand years since the year one. Listen, children, eternal father, eternally one. We're, all, we're one, all one, exceptions eternally, none, absolute none. Get it? Wow, this is kind of weird. <laughs> um, I'm sure that's what this bumper sticker is talking about. So, so what's, a, what's a,
1: interesting is that the scriptures will talk about uh, humanity as as born into sin, that, that we are born as uh, children of the devil and object of God's wrath and then um upon conversion uh, believing in Jesus having faith in Christ that we are adopted as God's children so there is like there's this transition i mean this idea behind adoption is um that this that that the i mean obviously i'm going to state the obvious that when you adopt children they're not your biological children <laughs> you know so biologically to carry out the analogy we're biologically children of the devil but yet God adopts us and makes us his own so that we are safe from the devil and, and God's children. So uh, that, that's something far different than what magic soap label says, that we are all one of the eternal father, uh, regardless of your various faith, tradition, etc., cetera, etc., cetera.
0: I can't believe we haven't never we've done this show for for too long and we've never talked about Doctor Brahmer's soap. I'm
1: enlightened. It's I've never heard this before, but I am now. I've been I've been enlightened to the ways of uh, fifth. Dr. Now
0: this, by the way, goes to a hundred and seven on the label here. A hundred and seven points. It's small print. I'm telling you, fifth. Whatever unites mankind is better than whatever divides us. Yet, if absolute unselfish, I am not for me. I'm not but classless, raceless, starving masses, never free nor brave. Only if constructive, selfish, I work hard, perfecting first me, like Arctic owls. (laughs) Penguin, pilot, cat, swallow, beaver, bee, I can teach the moral ABCs, all one God, faith, that lightning-like unites the human race, for all one or none, all one. Listen, children, eternal Father, eternally one, exceptions eternally... Absolute none.
1: <laughs> Got it. Yeah, this is. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know about this. <laughs> it's good soap, by the way. Okay, well, that's, I, I mean, guess that's the just, main th- point.
0: It's it's tingly. The it's, peppermint. It's tingly. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, let's move on. We have more uh, voicemails <laughs> here. I'm only at point five. No, we're okay, moving fine. on. We're moving on. Here, here here's another one. This is Jeff from Houston calling in my favorite Lighthouse Baptist Church. This week's is, I know to whom I owe, first to God and then to those who fight for liberty. Have fun. Thanks. Bye. All right. By the way, this, uh, what was it called, Lighthouse Baptist Church? Yeah. They're like a material factory for Table Talk radio segments because we have two or three listeners from the area. (laughs) <laughs> and they always call in church signs from this Lighthouse Baptist Church. So, thank you, Lighthouse Baptist Church. Thank okay. you. Okay. So McDonald. I...
0: <laughs> if it weren't for Lighthouse Baptist Church, we would. Know. I wouldn't know when church signs ended or began. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I would know say? to
1: whom it's owed first to God and then to it, those it.
0: who fight for liberty. Um, That's got to be some quote from like the Federalist Papers or something, huh? Uh,
1: maybe. Um, I'll work I'll, on that if you, wanna, if you want to. If you want to I I
0: so I suppose we do. There's a there's a O passage that this reminds me of, where Saint Paul says, "O no one anything except for the debt of love," which is an amazing text, where Paul says that look, we all stand in, um, what we stand in debt to our neighbor by God's law. That we owe one another a debt of love to love and serve one another. This, uh, this is—I bet you, this is a—a a founding father who says, "No, I know to whom I owe God everything." And then those who what died for liberty. Um.
1: I, so I, I found something. It's not not the the original source, but I found this exact quote on sayingsforchurchsigns.com. dot <laughs> com. Not not even kidding. Like that was the, that was the first hit. I can't believe there's a web. I
0: mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Sayingsforchurchsigns.org. dot dot com. Do you have to pay com. a subs dot com? Do you have to pay to get access no, to the but look at library this. of?
1: Ch- look, th- there's there's sections here. So there's recent, popular categories. submitted. You gotta be kidding me. No, this no. this is
0: like you just were walking through the woods and you fell into a mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's unbelievable. Depends. Here's some.
1: God's word is full of hidden treasures. You find gold nuggets every time you read it. (laughs) See? The internet is full of radio
0: prep. The nice thing
1: is that it has the word count and the character count. So if you know you only have, like, space for 80 letters, that one's out of the question. But this next one, time is short, hell is hot, is... Hot, the king is coming, ready or not. That one I can go with because I only have 80 letters.
0: This is like the top 50 CCLI songs for church (laughs) signs.
1: (laughs) That's right, and we'll be looking at more right after this here on Table Talk Radio.
0: earplugs not included you're on table talk radio hey daily devotions for your family around the word is found at whatdoesthismean.org
1: you get it no, what are the words? That, I forgot the words. Uh, A B C one two three, just like the soap you were. Never mind. Uh, Welcome oh, back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about it. That's how uh, fast I forget. So, that, so here's here's the thing: the, the 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 church sign that we have before us is um, I know to whom I owe first to God and then to those who fight for liberty. And I think the question that this church sign does not answer is what do I owe? I mean, if you owe you know 30 bucks, you know that'd be one thing. If you owe you know, undivided allegiance, that's another thing or if you owe, you know, Thanksgiving, I guess that's another thing. I would I would suppose it's Thanksgiving, but um but it doesn't de- actually define what is owed.
0: Yeah, th- there is a um this is a a really nationalistic kind of idea of about theology. So so those who fight for freedom, when we talk about freedom in the church, we talk about, about Christ, about it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Jesus says, if you're a sin, you're a slave to sin. Um, but if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So, um, so that the, the liberty of the children of God is a theological thing that is worked by the gospel through the word of God, work of the Holy spirit. So, um, so we when we talk about those who fight for freedom, that is not talking about the theological freedom that we have in Christ. Rather, it's talking about, what, the freedom that we have in the United States, see? And it's one of the, I think, uh, a valid complaint. It's We should rejoice that we live, in, you know, for a number of different reasons, that we live in the United States, that you and I can do this radio show and nobody comes screaming through our windows shutting us down or whatever. They've not tried. Really, not yet, anyway. So. <laughs> but... But uh, but we you know we rejoice for the gifts that we have in this country but to but to to take that and to say that that is our joy and the freedom that we th- th- this is our kind of the debt and obligation that we owe is to miss the point of the church. the one who has fought for freedom for us is Christ who rescued us from the slavery to sin death and the devil by his death and by his resurrection see and that's and that's not to say that we can't be
1: thankful for those who have fought in wars to, to preserve the freedoms of our country, but that these are two completely separate categories. Is that yes, right, okay? Now, I, I have something that I mean that historically Christians, and I mean from the very beginning, have always fought to keep a government out of their churches. Um, and so, I mean you think about you know the very first Christians and they're 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 worshiping under Roman rule and they're trying to avoid being killed. So obviously they're not going to be welcoming Roman government into their churches. And you think about all of the the Christians uh, throughout history who have risked life simply to have religious freedom. So that we don't want the government telling us what we uh, are to preach. We don't want the government uh, telling us... Um, how we're to worship or that we should work worship with those. whom we don't agree with, I mean, history is just scattered with examples of this. And then we come to America and, uh, our government, uh, at least for the, for a long time, is friendly to the Christian, right? So, so that, that we would have no objection to the, uh, principles that American is founded upon from a Christian worldview. There's the word you don't like. Um, now that, that, so, so that you could kind of see how that that Christianity and American government can kind of be buddies, and because they've kind of been buddies, we've kind of welcomed government into our churches to some level or another. Which might manifest itself in just you know having American flags all over the sanctuary. It might manifest in you know inviting uh, uh, members of the of, of of the of the VFW to come give a speech about their experiences of war or whatever, what have you. Um, but now I have to wonder: now that we're seeing the American government be more uh, an enemy to Christianity than American Christianity, have we already swallowed the pill that church and 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 American government go together? That now this is actually going to be the peril of Christianity.
0: I don't know. It could be. It's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be really interesting. What uh, you know? What happens? Um going forward because um because you're right i mean it has been that the government has been friendly and it is true that that is now changing but the church knows i mean jesus it's it's normal for the church to get trouble from the world that's just that's the normal way of life in the church so um So the church is used to that and ready for whatever might come next. Uh, At least the the church that uh, continues to meditate on the Scripture uh, and rejoice in the Scripture ought to be ready for that kind of thing.
1: All right, you ready for another one? Sure. Hi there. This is Lisa calling from Colony in New York. There's a
0: Reformed church here with a church sign, which says you are one of the best things God has ever made.
1: Wow. now. Look at you. It's amazing. Who <laughs> <Ooh,
0: no>. knew? <laughs> All right, what's um, behind this church sign? There's this kind of the self-esteem gospel, you know, which the, so the problem is I think lowly of myself and so the the gospel is that God thinks or that I I'm I should think highly of myself. That's I think how it would go. And so that is what we're getting here. Uh, to think you you know think highly of yourself is you're that, really awesome
1: is that really the problem with people though I mean I I understand there are people with low self esteem but I think that most people walk around thinking just how I mean they're, they're probably thinking uh, the the automatic assumption and and I actually like your input on this because you're actually doing this talking to people on the streets but the average person probably thinks God's God's thought of me is that I am totally awesome right I, yep. I mean as you as you talk to people is that
0: kind of i mean oh yeah, or do you walk around people like oh god thinks i'm i'm miserable well it i mean it really depends uh you know what people think about um themselves and uh what they think that God thinks about them um it's kind of amazing really that- but the default position that people will let on to is pride, so that hey i'm you know I'm pretty awesome. Uh, i 'm a good person that 's just our basic default position of our flesh, and so then to say okay so you 're pretty awesome now, what does that mean um for your theology uh so well, God better agree with me than i 'm pretty awesome for me to agree with him so so then you get the theology of what of uh, uh God how did it say it uh in the church sign? You're the best thing God has ever made. Yep, you know, yep. Re- He's really impressed with you. Um, and no wonder you're pretty impressive.
1: But and I that's... see that there's this failure to make a distinction between what God has created and what we are in light of sin. So that, yes, what, what God has created, that is Adam, Adam and Eve, was perfect. I mean, I would agree. I mean, if we're talking about Adam and Eve, I would agree that, that, that Adam and Eve uh, were the pinnacle of God's creation um i mean nothing else was made in the image of god but when he comes to create uh, man mankind created in his image i mean that that that's a distinction from everything else but but now that we have now that we live in, in the post fall world that adam has sinned adam and eve has sinned and now everything that is a product of adam and eve which is everyone we don't reflect that image of god anymore so okay you're the best thing that god has ever made but Uh, you're damaged by
0: sin. Why isn't that addressed? Damaged so profoundly that it requires the death of the Son of God to make you, uh, to restore God's smile. Now this is the, you know, someone asked me the other day, what do you think about unconditional love? You know, we throw that around all the time, unconditional love. And we have to say that God's love for us is not unconditional now, that, I think, maybe sounds shocking. It shouldn't, because there's a condition on his love, but the condition is not in us. The condition is not our who we are or what we've done, our works or our obedience or our efforts or anything like this. The condition of God's love, though, is the death of Jesus. And it's because Christ has died for us that, um, that we have hope of eternal life that we have that we have the love of God g- given to us apart from that we are doomed and damned and condemned
1: so so to be clear um in Christ God's love for us is unwavering you know it it's uh, uh it's uh, uh, he he promises i will never leave you nor forsake you but, yeah, but that's it's right. be, it's because of the work of Christ that we that he then loves us
0: yeah, yeah, precisely. So the condition of God's love for us is the death of Jesus. So you, so you, that you go ahead. So, so that that death uh, absolutely assures God's love. Now we can talk, I suppose, about unconditional love in this way. That that now that Christ has died, who can who can undo that? Who can undo the death of Christ? So you cannot undo God's love for you. You can't unmake it, but. Uh, but so so that the condition is not again in ourselves. The condition is been accomplished, but it is a conditional love. It's conditioned upon the death of Jesus. And if we refuse that death of Jesus or separate ourselves from it through unbelief, now we separate ourselves from the love of God. It's not like God's looking down. He's like, hey, you guys are all awesome. Uh, no, no.
1: Now, um, we're very short on time. The word agape, people oftentimes say, is unconditional love. Uh, I would maybe say uh, unmerited love. So that it's it's not merited in us, but it is merited in Christ. Do you agree with that?
0: Yep, yep, there you go.
1: All right. Well that's yep. all the time we have and uh Whoa. I know. We got Whoa, we we still have like
0: fast. fifteen
1: more voicemails to get to. We'll have to do it another oh, time. Man. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio.
0: Where the points are like the enlightenment you get reading Dr. Bronner's soap. <laughs> If ever one religion unite reunites God's legions, of it'll be by omitting radio. all half-truths added into everyone. all one Please Godfather, brother, that lightning-like Bible unites the human Bible race, for we're all one or not. Listen, children. Eternal Father, eternally one, as teached Bible. since Bible. the year Bible. one, Bible. astronomers Bible. Abraham to Mohammed, inspired by the sign of the Messiah, Haley's Comet. Haley's Comet.
1: Did it really say that?